Welcome to episode 168 of Vegas Revealed. Is healthy living tourism now a part of the Vegas experience? Wait until you find out who's doing this and what it even means. A new twist in the tale of the Oakland A's possible relocation to Las Vegas. The team now has a new location in mind for a stadium and a historic hotel casino could be demolished to make it happen. So what this does, it allows them to not worry about so much about the Tropicana. They get a baseball stadium on the site, and then in a few years, whenever or whenever, they'll be able to go ahead and build a new hotel casino. It won't be attached to the baseball stadium, but it'll be part of the site where, you know, to replace the Tropicana. And game day in Las Vegas, the NFL releases its schedule for the upcoming season. See who's playing the Raiders here in Las Vegas. Plus, a bottomless bacon brunch, brown butter bourbon from a culinary heavy hitter, and EDC returns. It's all coming up this week on Vegas Revealed. Vegas Near Me is growing by the day. Have you downloaded the free app yet? It's the perfect place to find everything you need if you are visiting or if you're a local. The app now has over 17,000 businesses in total and over 11,000 menu and reservation links. Plus, you can book on both Uber and Lyft all inside the app. You'll always know where you are and where you're going with the Vegas Near Me app, available now in Google Play and the Apple Store. If you have a hard time finding your way around resorts, don't worry. You can find maps of the property all within Vegas Near Me. Also, find out how much they charge for parking so you can plan ahead. Use our Vegas Revealed link that we provide in our show notes and download it to your phone now. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. Let's spin that wheel. Welcome, everyone, to episode 168 of Vegas Revealed. Dana Roselli and Sean McAllister here. And Sean, we have another breaking news situation to start the podcast. We have another subscriber. (laughs) This is great news. I love it. It's not quite the breaking news that everyone at home was looking for, but, you know, it's big for us. It it is. It's important (laughs) to us and to our subscribers. Absolutely. We appreciate the support so much. Rob Lewis from Atlanta has been listening to Vegas Revealed for a very long time. He is so supportive. And then we get this alert that says Rob has now become a $10 a month subscriber to the podcast. So thank you for the donation and support. Thank you, Rob. We appreciate it. And again, you can find a link down in our show notes if you'd like to subscribe and support us. Starts at $3. So we appreciate it if you decide to do that. And his emoji was a heart last week. Last week we told you our other subscriber had a rocket ship. We've got a heart now from Rob. Oh, and we heart you, Rob. (laughs) Well, we're hoping for a good season from the Las Vegas Raiders over at Allegiant Stadium, and we have a new quarterback. I don't even think we've talked about that. We can get more into that at another time, but Jimmy G um, is starting with the Raiders this year, and it's like a fresh new year, so we were excited to see who the Raiders were going to be playing here in Las Vegas because we get a lot of people that come here kind of to watch the other team as well. It's like, let's go do Vegas and watch our, you know, Broncos play the Raiders. Yeah, I know I've got family, friends who are always like, oh, when can I get there and see my team playing the Raiders? Yeah. Um, And now we 
have that information. The NFL has been releasing information about the 2023-2024 football season, and we know now that facing off here in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium against the Las Vegas Raiders, we'll be seeing the Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs, the LA Chargers, the Packers, the Vikings, the Patriots, the Giants, the Jets, and the Steelers. And all of those clubs have big fan bases. Mm-hmm. So th- I think those are going to be some good matchups here on home turf. Yeah. And, it, and it's a, obviously a little bit of everywhere. So that'll be good. Brings everyone here. We were hoping to see the Buffalo Bills on there. We but were. I know. Not this year. I no. don't think we... Have they ever come here? I think- no, because I believe last season it was away in Buffalo also. Oh, yeah. You know when they were supposed to come here? Because I remember, oh, gosh, back in 2020 when like everything shut down, we interviewed my friend John Kilb, who covered sports, and he was coming to the Buffalo Bills game. But that was when they didn't oh, allow fans in the right. stadium. Because right? there was a whole season played with an empty stadium. Yeah, I think that was the one year that they yep. actually did come here. So, bummer. Oh, well, we'll look, look forward to the 2024-25 <laughs> season. How has it been like I have so, no idea. so many years even since oh we took back in 2020? But you found out some uh, cool factoids by reading um, one of the articles from, from ESPN, right? Yeah. Uh, Adam Schefter, who is one of the NFL insiders over at ESPN, um, put out some information, which I thought was interesting. Uh, for the first time ever, we're going to see an NFL game on Black Friday. You know, always we see Thanksgiving Day games. Mm-hmm. You know, they always wheel the turkey out. People, <laughs> you know, grab a leg off of it at the end of the game. Um, but Black Friday, we're going to see a game this year. Um, also, in terms of, of networks that carry the games, they don't really have ownership over a bundle of games anymore. It's kind of a free agent situation Hmm. for each game of the season where before we would have, you know, Monday night football on ABC, Thursday night football on NBC or Amazon, or, you know, they're kind of changing up that, that system to have each game be bid on independently. Teams can now participate in Thursday night football twice, Oh, which was not the case before. Interesting. And not all teams are guaranteed to have a primetime spot. So those are some of the new uh, changes that we've seen as the NFL rolls out its lineup. So how do you get, like, that's not fair. Like, somebody can have two Thursday night games and be in the primetime and, like, all this stuff, but another team can't. Like, how do you get on? Like, what do you have to do? What do they do, bribe? You have to be good. Oh, you have to be good. You have to be worthy of primetime coverage. I didn't know if, like, you take the owner out for, like, a really expensive lobster dinner or something. I'm sure there's a little of that, too. (laughs) Let's not be naive. Now, the other day we posted special coverage of the Oakland A's possible move to Las Vegas. You can go back and take a listen to that if you haven't already. We're not going to get into all the little details, but we did a great interview with a senior reporter of gaming and tourism over at the Nevada Independent, Howard Stutz. But um, it would mean the demolition of the Tropicana Hotel and Casino. And, you know, Sean, you and I were saying it's a, it's a pretty good location. Um, it's a historic casino. But you know what? I don't know that I'm going to miss it. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's been a fixture on the strip since the 50s when it was originally built. Um I I think people were really 
waiting to see what was going to happen Mm -hmm. with the Tropicana because uh, about a year ago, um, the Bally's gaming company bought the property. And even then, there were talks about renovating it from top to bottom or possibly even knocking it down and coming up with something completely new. Now it seems like... (laughs) That's actually what's going to happen, but it's not going to be replaced initially with a new hotel casino, but rather a baseball stadium. Yeah. You know, I loved that. I used to hang at the Tropicana back in 2012 uh, when Sky D. Miles was performing in the lounge there and everyone used to show up. It was it was great. It was the Havana Room, right? I think it was. Or was that it before it was before the Nikki Havana Beach? Room. Was it Nikki Beach? Well, Nikki Beach it was, was Nikki Beach, there at the time, but this was like in the lounge that's right outside the theater, and it's oh, not now. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Like kind of enclosed. It wasn't like that. It was open. There was a stage, and I know what you're talking about. It yep. was, yeah. It was the year that I actually left Channel Eight, and I had a year non compete, which meant I couldn't work in television. So because I had gotten up so many years in the morning, I was like, became this light, late night. (laughs) Wild child. Wild child. (laughs) So anyway, I used to hang out at the Trop. (laughs) You know, one of the things that I really do like about the Trop, and it's an architectural fixture there over the main gaming floor where they have the, the table games, there is a beautiful domed stained glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that if the rest of the building is going to be knocked down, they at least need to preserve that domed glass ceiling. And who knows, maybe put it into storage and incorporate it into a new baseball stadium if that is what ends up happening there. Exactly. I mean... You're right. I mean, that would be great, right? And so many little things. And I think even us trying to remember, I think that I think the point what we're trying to make is we don't dislike the trop or want anything historic to be, you know, demolished and all. But it has been kind of renovated and redone, and it just hasn't quite hit the right. You know, there's there, like there aren't enough restaurants in there. There's no destination right. point there. There, like, there's one or two. And like, I don't think Nikki Beach was like there for a hot minute. That Bagatelle was there for a hot minute. There's a Starbucks in there. There is. And the Laugh Factory, which has some great comedians. And it'd be sad to see all that stuff go. But I don't know. I think, let's put it this way. It doesn't, it's not a necessity. (laughs) (laughs) Having a stadium there would be putting that land to really good use. Yeah, and maybe you put a laugh factory in the stadium. Why not? When there's hey, no <laughs> There's no reason not to. Right? Make use? Absolutely. So anyway, we could go on and on about that, but yeah, it's um in the works possibly. Um so we'll see what happens, but when we were speaking with Howard Stutz, who has been covering gaming and tourism for years in Las Vegas, I always used to hit him up when I had a radio show for his knowledge. He's so knowledgeable. Uh yesterday when we were scrolling through Twitter, we actually saw his article in the Nevada Independent up and we thought, what? What's going on? This is going to go on the site of the Tropicana. <laughs> and so we said, we got to get Howard on the line. So again, listen to that episode uh, before this one. It's the bonus to episode 167 if you want to hear more about what he had to say about the stadium possibly going on that Tropicana site. Yeah, but given his experience reporting on gaming, travel, tourism, we wanted his thoughts on the state of Las Vegas right now. 
Well, Howard, I know you're busy working on a lot of stuff. One question before you go, yep. just, you know, we cover a lot of entertainment and obviously tourism and things like that, but we, we don't dive into the, the extreme details of gaming and things. Just let us know, how, how's Las Vegas looking right now? I mean, look at gaming numbers are up, what, something like 12% from last year already, and last year was a record $14.8 billion in gaming revenue. So gaming revenue has continued to go up. The big, the big thing that happened in what we saw in the March numbers were that, that um, tourism boosted back up. Visitation was almost back to 2019 levels, you know, pre-pandemic levels. So that's a big, that was a big jump for, 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 the, for the state. It's, a, it's really the, the big events that we're seeing coming here, uh, you know, we, with Allegiant Stadium, you have two nights of Taylor Swift, yeah. bringing a ton of fans here, a ton of folks from out of town, obviously sports. You know, then we continue to talk about the Raiders. NC2A tournament, you get a big, in March, you get a big visitation bump in the first week of the NC2A tournament from March. In March, from visitation, you know, for that first week of games, weekend of games. But the fact that we had the West Regional here uh, the following week, the finals at T-Mobile Arena, that brought in fans of those four teams. So we had another bump in visitation there. So it seems we're seeing a lot of bumps in visitation. We're seeing convention business is is almost back to where it was. Um, uh, Our international, the airlines, I mean, it's a record every month, it seems, at at Reed International Airport, and we're seeing also uh, international travel come back. So that's where the sign seems to be in the health that seems to be moving forward. And and I'm going to tell you, when Formula One hits, it's going to be a huge month in November for, for gaming, for tourism, for everybody with the visitation that's going to come in for that event. Yeah, I was going to say, F1 is definitely going to be a, a big boost, especially for the those international numbers as well. And with this A's stadium, sports tourism is going to be bigger than it ever has been it, here in Las it, Vegas. Well, yeah, you, you guys hit it right on. And then think about, you know, you got the sphere opening, uh, it looks like in, in September with, you know, 17, what is it, 17 nights of U2. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see what, the, what kind of attendance and, and what kind of, you know, what kind of crowd that draws. Uh, there's, so there's a lot of things happening that, you know, are continuing to evolve and change in this, in this community. I mean, we're going to see the Fountain Blues going to open at the end of February. I mean, excuse me, the end of December mm-hmm. around that time is when Fountain Blue is going to open after all these years. <sighs> so that's a boost on the north end of the strip. Uh, so, yeah, well, you know, there's a lot going on that, you know, could, you know, that will continue to, to push things forward. Yeah. And odds are those people at some point in their trip and their visit here, they're going to be gambling. <laughs> yeah, they always do. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> Howard, thank you so much for your time. Anytime, guys. Okay. Appreciate you having me on. I appreciate it. Right. Thanks, Howard. Take care. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot going on in Las Vegas. I think I looked at you yesterday, and I'm like, I don't know how it's going to happen. It was started to stress me out, but I'm like... <laughs> well, when we were talking about all these uh, boring tunnels that are supposed to be going under the Strip and, you know, stadiums being built and... The Sphere. The Sphere, and- everything, like... Can the desert support all this? Hotels going up, <laughs> hotels coming down. I know. I'm like, how? Where? When? But I mean, there must be a plan in place. So the, there's li- higher level conversations than what we're aware of that take all that into account, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. 
Hey, listen, uh, we talked about the Lovers and Friends Festival coming to Las Vegas, and uh, they had a successful weekend. It was actually a one-day festival this year. I think the year before it was two or three days. So it went off without a hitch, no issues, happy to hear. But um, my friend and I, we actually got offered some some bracelets, some general admission bracelets at the last minute, and I live kind of across from there. So I said, let's walk over and check this out. I've never been. I've actually never been to... Well, no, I did go to the Rock in Rio when they first opened oh, yeah. the Las Vegas Festival. That was a long time ago. But I haven't been to a festival since then where they really make use of that space because they continue to use it for festivals like this. Sure. And uh, we walked over. And it was quite the lineup. I know as we were looking at the, you know, Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, uh, Usher, Chris Brown, I mean, the lineup of artists performing on all the stages over there, it was stacked. It was. I mean, it was the place to be. So when we walked over there and entered, we thought this place is going to be mob. We didn't know what to expect. But I must say, it was a chill crowd during the day. Really? We went at 4 o'clock. We tried to catch the end of Pitbull. Pitbull was performing at like 4, or actually we went to at 4.30. He first started performing at 4.10. Um, but you know what? We walked in and it was just like, it was so spread out and spacious. They had two stages on one side and two stages on the other that I almost want to say, like, when you walked from one stage to the next, it was, like, quiet in between. It was, it, it was, huh. I don't know. I didn't know what I expected. I expected this roaring crowd the entire minute that I entered. and like just, sardines. Yeah, and crazy. It wasn't like that. Lots of space. They had misters. They had, um, you know, a lot of food offerings and drink offerings. Um, they had, like, restrooms um, that people were lined up for. But then there was, like, GA+, which you could go into this, like, grassy area where they had, like more restrooms lined up so there were enough choices and then they had the two stage and the and they on one side and then two on another and they staggered the time so anyway it was organized very well everyone was well behaved and I don't know. Here's the thing for me, though. I, I didn't love the the switching around of stages for me. The like, go over here and catch JoJo, and go over here and see Chris Brown, and then oh, Backstreet's over there. Like, and then Grandmaster Flash, and oh, I want to see Fifty Cent. I like the idea of having that many acts offered, but it did get a bit like, well, what if you want to be close for this one, but you also want to be close for this one, and then the got to kind of get in. I don't know. It just was, a, I don't know. I'm not a big festival person. Yeah. And I mean, that is the big difference between having like some of these outdoor festivals, uh, compared to, let's say the iHeartRadio music festival, mm -hmm. you know, when that's held at MGM grand or T-Mobile arena. And there's one stage with a revolving roster of talent performing on just that one stage. Right. You sit there and you wait, you know, you can just, exactly. And so it is totally different. And I guess I haven't been to enough, like, or, you know, that many, fa I mean, because you see everyone going to Coachella and Life is Beautiful yeah, and things like Man, that. Yeah. Burning Man, yeah. I've never been. I've never been to EDC even. So, I mean, it, it was interesting to see how it worked. And I could see that people really did like that environment. It was like, they spent a whole day, went at their own pace, decided who they wanted to see, moseyed over here, was like, I want to be front for here, let's get something to eat. So, I mean, you know, it just depends what you like. But yeah, it was a different kind of experience. And it was a gorgeous day for it, too. It was. It was like cloudy. low 70s, overcast. It was like yeah. almost ideal. Better than like sweating and everyone, you know, being thirsty and all that kind yeah. of thing. So it was, it was good.
So that went off, and then they're having another festival this weekend. Um, more rock bands like Corn and all sorts of like heavy. I don't know what you call it. Heavy metal. I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, <laughs> probably ish. Yeah, ish. Yeah. <laughs> when I posted the the rundown of acts, Heavy everyone rock. was like, "Oh, I'm I, this is like totally bringing me back." So, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I want to go, or I am going, or whatever. Um, so they're making use of that ground. This one is the Sick New World Festival, and also sold out. And like Corn, the Deftones, Incubus, System of a Down. So it's it's a good lineup. Oh, yeah. Incubus was like my jam in college. Really? Oh, yes. <laughs> Loved Incubus. Sisters of Mercy, all sorts of. Skinny Puppy, never Skinny heard of Skinny Puppy, them. I don't know Skinny Puppy. <laughs> placebo? A placebo I have heard of, okay. yes. Well, anyway. Uh, so people will be coming in town for that. People also uh, getting ready to come in town for EDC, the Electric Daisy Carnival, once again being held up at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And there's like... 100,000 people a night that go Mm -hmm. into those festival grounds. Uh, You know, many of the people return night after night. Three nights, Mm -hmm. uh, the festivities don't really even kick off until after dark. No. They wrap up at dawn. Mm -hmm. There's firework shows, there's music, there's art installations. It is quite the scene. It is. So it's May 19th, 20th, and 21st. Um, they're doing a little partnership with the uh, Resorts World. They're doing Hotel EDC over there. So if you're coming in, you will see lots of fun outfits uh-huh. up and down the strip. Sure will. Um, and we'll see you know, people heading out late and coming home in the morning with furry boots and neon. It's going to be a great time. It is. So people <laughs> obviously come in town for, for that type of festival environment. Um, something else that people come in town for that you might not expect is for to experience the the healthy lifestyle that Las Vegas can offer, Dana. Yeah, you were telling me about this new travel trend. And I said, I don't know if I'm buying it. It's healthy living tourism. <laughs> yeah. And so here's the deal. This was brought to our attention. There's an online news outlet called The Street. And they recently posted an article about the rise of healthy tourism. And this is all based on the idea that visitors will choose their destination based on the number of health and wellness offerings that they can get there. And believe it or not, Las Vegas actually has been catering to these health-minded tourists. Um, Are you ready to hear some of the amenities that people get here, Dana? Definitely. So at MGM Resorts, they have what are called stay well rooms. Um, Deepak Chopra, you know, Deepak, he he has, uh, partnered with a technology firm to offer a variety of, um, well, technologies that are incorporated into the rooms that are designated as stay well. Uh, There are also a bunch of initiatives, uh, like meditation and yoga that people can partake in while they're here. Uh, the Canyon Ranch Spa, Ooh, which nice. is a really, really nice spa, uh, also invites visitors to come in and get away from, you know, the things that you would expect from the Las Vegas Strip and enter a sanctuary of wellness where spa, fitness, and food experiences replenish you on your path to lifelong well-being. <laughs> okay. I feel like we should be saying this in a very yeah. relaxing way monotone voice. (laughs) 
Um, and I mean, get this, the global wellness tourism industry is predicted to be worth around $1 trillion in just six years from now. 2030. It's coming up. It's, it is. <laughs> and $1 trillion bucks. Wow. And that's up from, in this article, it says $476 billion. So that's a big difference. Yeah, just last year. Yeah, in 2022. So as you can imagine, uh, you know, compiling all that money, you, you might say, well, who is spending on this? Yeah. Well, it's rich people. Yeah. <laughs> this is a luxury market. It sure is. And I guess it gets those, you know, people here who say, well, I'm not going to Vegas because, you know... They're just about a different kind of lifestyle. They they attach Vegas to go party, stay up late, gamble, drink. But maybe there's a group of people who want to do that, but there are some or a partner who's like, mm, what am I going to do while you're doing that? Exactly. <laughs> it gives exactly. that option, right? And I mean, I know that uh, the Cosmopolitan offers super high intensity workouts mm -hmm. for their their guests and they also have offered in the past yoga up on the pool deck in the morning the high roller has offered yoga rides you get into a pod and do mm -hmm. yoga as you take that half hour spin around the observation wheel and have you know the las vegas valley as your backdrop mm -hmm. so there are things out there right there are but, not for you? Yeah, no, not for me. I'm not, I mean, if I was going to come to Vegas, I'm not going to do yoga and meditate. <laughs> Just pop a few goalie gummies, right? Exactly. All right, but see, as we switch gears, let's talk bourbon. That's the next topic on our list. Let's. So John Taffer, who a lot of people know from the really popular show Bar Rescue, where he goes into struggling restaurants, reconfigures things, and makes them successful again. Yep. Uh, he lives here in Las Vegas, does a lot in the community. He has restaurants all over the country, a lot on the East Coast that just opened. Uh, but he also has just come out with John Taffer's Browned Butter Bourbon. Mm, I, I must say it sounds good. And they sent a bottle to the office. We opened up the box. It's a nice bottle, and it came with all these different recipes. Because for me, I'm, I'm like, what do I make? You know, what kind of drinks do I make with bourbon? So so what do we make? Right. I mean, we have a, a Manhattan. We have an old-fashioned on here. Something that I was surprised to see, there's a recipe for an espresso martini oh. made with brown buttered bourbon. Oh, we might need to make that. That We're, sounds delicious. I've never heard of that. I, I, I never knew. I always just use, like... Vodka and rum so based what's, things. Well, why don't we read it off real quick then? Because I'm curious. Well, I need to scan the QR code first. Oh, okay. I have got pictures it. that I'm Oh, okay. At. You've got pictures. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll... All right. He's going to scan the QR code. Here's the espresso martini. They say it is the perfect pick-me-up um, to take your espresso martini to the next level. Mm. And it is bourbon, espresso, and coffee liqueur. Okay. And that's it. That's oh, it. I wonder what that tastes like. Interesting. I think it's going to be absolutely hmm. delicious. I kind of want to go make one right now. <laughs> we may have to do that right after this. Right after this. Maybe we can get John Taffer and his bourbon to sponsor our podcast. Oh, possibly. So that we can sip on espresso bourbon martinis. I mean, 
I'd be down. I'd be down too. Uh, right now, uh, John Taffer's browned buttered bourbon is available in Massachusetts and Nevada. Okay. I'm sure he's going to be expanding the reach of this mm-hmm. very, very soon. So stay tuned. You can go to Taffer's browned butter bourbon.com to stay on top of all things and get these cocktail recipes. I can't wait to go to the event and talk to John yeah. uh, next week. All right. Sounds good. Hey, listen, quickly, if you've got kids or, well, maybe you want, I don't know if this is for kids only, actually, um, but the mermaid school is back at the Silverton. <laughs> I mean, there might be some adults who want to be a mermaid. Who are mermaids at heart. <laughs> well, the kids swim with the adult mermaid, I guess. But I, I don't know, if you've ever dreamed about being a mermaid, this is a really cool opportunity that they have over there at the Silverton Casino. It's this 90-minute experience. Okay, Oh, no. Fan ages seven to adult are transformed into the famed Silverton Mermaid and swim in the casino's 117,000-gallon aquarium, along with thousands of tropical fish and rays. And you get a warm-up class, you get a swim session, a certificate that you've completed it, a celebratory scoop of gelato for the kids and a mimosa for the adults. So... At least it's after. We, nobody wants a drunk mermaid. No, nobody does. <laughs> In the tank. Anyway, Mermaid School um, is going to be held on select days from 8.30 to 10 a.m., and you can make reservations by going over to the Silverton website. But I wanted to mention that because it is a really cool and different experience that they offer over there at the Silverton Casino. Yeah, for sure. Hey, let's do tips. Dana, this first tip is something I'm super excited about because bacon is like one of my all-time favorite things to eat. I know. How have we not been yet to Bacon Nation? I don't know. We need to, though, because (sighs) now they are doing an endless brunch at Bacon Nation on Saturdays and Sundays. For $29.99, you get access to their entire food menu, their entire brunch food menu. Like bottomless? Bottomless, endless. Which is great for thirty bucks. All the ba- I was looking at the different kinds of bacon. They have everything there. They do like honey, buffalo, barbecue, lemon pepper, everything. And they've got other things. They have truffle egg dishes as well, and mm-hmm. pancakes and French toast. They have such yummy stuff. Um, so for twenty nine ninety nine, you get the food menu. For an additional twenty nine ninety nine, you get to choose between bottomless mimosas or bottomless Bloody Marys as well. Okay. And that's it's, a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's noon to five on Saturdays and Sundays. So, I mean, you could sit there from noon to five. <laughs> I mean, to take advantage of it. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want a day drink, right? Um, but the brunch sounds great. That's for sure. And, you know, a lot of people down there in, 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 that hang out in the downtown area... Um, love to hit up some new places. Derek Stevens, you know, he has Circa and the D, and he is always open in really cool, unique spots. So I'm sure you'll see Derek hanging out around there too. Bacon Nation, endless brunch. Hit it up. Hey, here's a really good tip for those of you who either love Donny Osmond or have not seen Donny's show yet at Harrah's Las Vegas. He's doing. 50% off tickets, Sean. What? I know. And this is if you book, uh, well, he's got shows all the way through, I think he said mid-November. And so he said, you know, Caesars is letting him do this 50% discount. And you can book the tickets between now and May 27th. 
So it's a limited time. Limited time to book it, but you don't have to go now. So you can book for November, but you have to do it by May 27th. Right. So if you know you're coming to Las Vegas at any time between now and almost the end of the year, uh, get your tickets to Donny Osmond now because you will not see another deal like this. Mm -mm. 50% off. Here's the code. It's Mother's Day because he announced this right around Mother's Day. So it's all caps and it's Mother's Day. Put that in when you go to buy your tickets and you will get 50% off. Um, as long as you do it before May 27th. We loved the show. We did. And Donnie is just great. He is great. His performance is great. It's just a really good show. We've talked about it before. So that's why I said we've got to get this in. It's a steal. Yeah. 50% off. Use code Mother's Day when you're booking Donnie Osmond tickets, but you got to do it before May 27th. And thanks to our sponsor, Vegas Near Me. You could probably go into Vegas Near Me, look up Harris, look up Donnie Osmond's show in there, and it'll probably bring you right to Donnie's show so you can buy some tickets. Um, they have everything in there, including over 47,000 YouTube and podcast clips. So they do that instead of reviews. They compile thousands of these clips where people and podcasts and bloggers and YouTubers actually talk about the spots that you'll see listed in the site. So if you want to hear about different people's experiences, it's a great way to do it. So Vegas Near Me app, it is available right now on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Download that to your phone uh, before you come here to Las Vegas. We also want to remind you, we would appreciate it if you would be a subscriber and help support Vegas Revealed. We have that link down in our show notes as well. Subscriptions start at just $3. That's less than a cup of coffee. Yeah, it's a really good deal. We have a lot of links in our show notes lately, so go through there. There's a lot of I good stuff. A, there yeah, really is. You know what? And I write that up every Friday afternoon, and I think, you know what? I hope someone's looking at this. <laughs> that, I mean, it's great information, and it's easy. The links are provided for just about everything we talk about. Yes. There's a link that takes you directly to what we're talking about. The show notes are there, and they're useful. Yes, and links you all to our social and everything, so... Hey, listen, thanks for joining us. Um, it was episode 168 we just did, right? So we're it coming was, back to yes. 169. It's a good number. It is. We'll see you then. We got bills to pay. Packing up a suitcase. Let's take a holiday.